So once again, brothers and sisters, we are only covering one verse together this morning. And I know you may hear that and it may seem a little crazy to you, but there's at least a few reasons for doing so. A few reasons. To begin, it's because as you just heard, this is a very famous verse. Right? Known to us now as the golden rule, as we'll talk about. And so that alone might lead us to perhaps spend some extra time on it. But even more important than that, there's also a couple things from Jesus in this verse itself, which actually points to this being a very important and even climactic verse for Jesus in this longer Sermon on the Mount. And therefore, if this verse is intentionally important and climactic from Jesus like that, then I think we can agree it's worth spending some extra time on it. And, and as for what I'm talking about, first, just look down and actually notice that first word here that Jesus says, the first word, and that's the word so or therefore. And that word is actually quite significant in understanding Jesus because it seems most likely that Jesus is saying so because he's basically saying, in light of everything I've said so far in the Sermon on the Mount, therefore, so... And we have good reason to think that that's basically what Jesus is saying because after, we, after this week, just so you know, in the final four passages of the Sermon on the Mount, they're all very similar because in each one of them, Jesus is concluding his message by contrasting the two different ways we can respond to following him. And so here in verse 12, this seems to be a climactic, summative thing that Jesus wants to say before he starts to close his sermon. And so that's the first thing from this verse itself that shows that this is climactic. But then also, second, the second things that shows, thing that shows how central this verse is, is that law and the prophets phrase that Jesus, is, Jesus uses in the second half here. And we know that's climactic, or really we know that's meant to be central, because if you think about it, that should bring us all, all the way back towards the very beginning of this sermon, back in Matthew 5, 17, or if you remember, one of the things Jesus said to open up this whole sermon was that he's, quote, come to fulfill the law and the prophets. And so Jesus opened by talking about the law and prophets. And now here in verse 12, he brings up that phrase again. And, and back then, giving bookends to a message like that was, was supposed to show something is emphatic. And so all that said, I know that was maybe a lot to just start. But the point is, I do think, church, that Jesus himself wants us to see this verse as emphatic and climactic. It's not just that this has become really popular in our culture, and we call it the golden rule, although that's true, but also, again, I think it's Jesus who wants us as a church to slow down and really consider what he means by this. And so, in brief, that's what we're going to be doing together this morning. But that said, that then brings us to our outline, though, for how we'll now more deeply dig into this one verse. In order to do so, we're going to actually have three sections together asking three questions. Three questions. And as for what they are first, we're actually going to spend some time looking at this verse and asking what isn't the golden rule that Jesus says here. And you'll see why we'll spend some time on that, but it's actually quite important. And so we'll start there with what this verse isn't saying from Jesus, which then second will allow us to dig in and ask, and what actually is the golden rule here by Jesus? What is he truly teaching us to do? And with those two, we'll have covered what we call the golden rule. But, but once again, as you can see in this verse, Jesus actually doesn't stop there. 
Because then finally on this verse, Jesus is the one who gives this for or because clause concerning the golden rule, which is why for us, in our third and final question, we'll ask, and why does Jesus say that this is the golden rule? Or to say it another way for you and me, why should we even follow this golden rule? And so that's our outline. First, importantly, what isn't the golden rule here by Jesus? Second, what actually is it? What is he saying? And then third, and what does Jesus give as the reason for this golden rule? Why do we follow it? But all that said, let's then dive in and begin our first question and section then, church. And again, here we're asking, what isn't this golden rule that Jesus says to us here? Or to say it another way, what we're getting at here is basically how is this golden rule different from what we usually think of and or how is it different from what other religions actually have taught? And thinking like that is really important because let's be honest, on the one hand, I think we all probably hear Jesus' golden rule and we nod our heads and we probably all think, yeah, of course. For example, I doubt that anyone in here this morning heard verse 12 and was blown away by how unique it sounded, right? And, and why? Well, because this verse to us almost seems like common sense. But the reality is, especially with our fallen hearts and in our broken world, this is anything but common sense. And you'll see it hasn't been and it still isn't. And to show you what I mean, let's just consider probably the two main ways that we usually think of, of ethics or, or what's right or wrong or what we should and what we shouldn't do. And these two ways are the two things that we need to see that the golden rule isn't. And it's interesting because both of these things, as we'll see, aren't wrong or sinful in themselves at all, but they're not technically what Jesus is teaching here. And the truth is, if we only focus on these two things, we definitely will not be following what Jesus is saying here. And you'll see what I mean. So two things that this golden rule isn't. But first, as we'll do a few times this morning, let's just read the first half of verse 12 from Jesus as a reminder. So look down at your Bibles. Jesus himself now, in just the first half of verse 12, he says this. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. I'm going to stop there for now. So two things that this golden rule isn't from Jesus here. Number one. Jesus isn't telling us to treat others merely or mainly with fairness here. With fairness. He isn't commanding ethics or what we should do based on mere fairness or mere justice. Right? And here's what I mean by this. So this is how you and I usually think of ethics. Almost every one of us. What we think is do unto others or treat others how they treat you. You hear the difference? But that is definitely not what Jesus says. And, th and this is huge because think about how often you and I justify treating someone a certain way because they treat us a certain way. And we can do that in a negative way. We treat them bad because they treat us bad. Or we could even do this in a positive way. Being good to somebody because they were good to us. And we all think that that's good and fine. Well, because it's fair. It's justice. It's equal. And the truth is, it may be fair and just and equal. Brothers and sisters, that is not what Jesus is actually teaching here. <laughs> Meaning Jesus is not calling us to be his disciples who treat one another how we're treated. And remember, this is actually something that he's already talked about for a while in this Sermon on the Mount, especially at the end of chapter 5 with those sections about turning the other cheek and loving our enemies. 
And so this is something that at this point shouldn't be new to us. And, and yet still, that said, I do think we are still all so prone to quickly hear the golden rule, right? And we know it, but then we can kind of assume that it's fine to just treat others how they treat us. But again, that's, that's not what Jesus is saying. So that's the first thing that this golden rule is. And quickly, just further applying that to you and me. I know that may sound simple, but brothers and sisters, just think about it. I bet now we could maybe all agree that that is the knee-jerk standard of ethics, if you will, that each and every one of us operates on all the time. We are such people who focus on treating others with just what's fair. They treat me bad, so I feel okay kind of treating them bad. They're kind to me, so I'm happily kind to them. That's just so natural. But Jesus, our Savior King, is calling us to, by his Spirit, to live in a supernatural way. And that is feeling and showing mercy. That's intentionally treating others how we'd want to be treated, no matter actually how they're treating us. Again, that's the first thing the golden rule isn't, which now leads to the second thing it isn't. And this is also really interesting to think about. And this one is actually much closer to the golden rule. And it's definitely implied by the golden rule, but it still isn't exactly the golden rule. And, and you'll see what I mean. And yet before we do talk about this, just look at the second half of verse 12 again. We're going to do this a few times this morning, or the first half. Remember, this is what Jesus actually says. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. And so this isn't about mere fairness, but looking at it closely, do you know what also this technically isn't about? And this is something we all assume, and it's what is very common in religions and even in our culture. But do you see what technically Jesus doesn't say here? Well, notice, Jesus technically here isn't teaching about not doing to others what you don't want them to do to you. You see that in the text? Jesus' command isn't actually focusing on the negative, about not doing what you don't want done to you. Rather, he's intentionally phrasing this in the positive. And I know that might seem like a small thing, but, but it isn't. And honestly, just like the misunderstanding of ethics all being about fairness, how that's common, so is this. Because think about it, you and I and all sorts of people assume that we're following Jesus and his golden rule as long as we don't do to others what we don't want them to do to us. We hear that and often we just assume that's what Jesus is saying because we naturally all also think about ethics often in the negative. And in fact, this negative focused idea of ethics is so pervasive in our world that first, that has actually been the case in most in many religions. For example, in around A.D. 20, so right before Jesus spoke these words, the Rabbi Hillel in Judaism famously said this, quote, What is hateful to you, do not do to anyone else. Right? And other similar negative forms of this have been seen elsewhere in other religions and even in ethical discussions. And in fact, this is so close to the golden rule that this now is often called the silver rule. Do not do to others what you do not want them to do to you. And so this is the silver rule. It's typical in religious ethics, but also, and maybe more interesting for you and I here this morning, is think about it. Not only has that do not do to them what you don't want to do to you been in religion context, but most fascinating, I think, is really that's the ethic of our modern naturalistic society as well. If you think about it, our society is basically all about the silver rule, about just not hurting others. 
right? Meaning so much of our ethical discussions aren't technically like Jesus is saying here. Instead, we primarily focus on avoiding the negative. Almost everyone's ethics in our culture right now is do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt someone else, right? And then we get to define what hurt is and means as well. Right, so that's the silver rule, and that's what typical religions and what many societies have thought from some time about ethics. Just don't do what you don't want done to you. And yet again, I just want you to see it. That's not technically what Jesus says here. And just so you know, it does seem from evidence in history and such that it is amazing because numerous places in history have the negative version of this, the silver rule. But it does seem that Jesus of Nazareth was the first in written history to give the positive version. He he seems to be the first to explicitly state that the good and right and beautiful way to live is not just about not doing to others what you don't want them to do to you, but much better is actually doing actively, positively what you'd want others to do to you which has massive implications, which we're going to talk about in a minute in our second section. Anyway, so that's our first section in answering the question what the golden rule isn't. One last time, just so we all get knocked in our heads. Jesus here isn't talking about mere fairness, about just treating people how they treat us. That's, and think about it, that's not like our God, because instead, just quickly, consider the gospel. The best news of the universe. The best news is that when we were God's enemies, God didn't treat us as we treated him. Instead, he loved us and he did what needed to be done to bring us back and bring us into his very family. And so we as Christians are not all about mere fairness. But then second, we're also not all about just avoiding the negatives either. Typical religion may be, our culture may be, but that's not Jesus' command. That's a silver rule. It's a close step. But what Jesus says here is way more than that. That's our first section in question. But that finally now brings us to our second. And for this, we're now going to ask and answer. And so what actually is Jesus teaching here? And what is the golden rule? And for this again, for our final time this morning, let's reread the second, the first half of verse 12. So look down at your Bibles again. Jesus says this. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. So now, with what it isn't seen, now let's really break this rule down. So concerning what the golden rule is, let's just zoom in on a few things here. First, notice the center of this is actually the idea of you wishing or you wanting, as want and wish and desire are actually the same word in the original language. And so Jesus is implying, look, for the most part, you know how you want to be treated, (laughs) Right? And quickly, that, that being the center here of this golden rule is interesting in itself because it does show us, church, that to a degree, we all know how we want to be loved and respected and treated well and more. And now, of course, it is true that in our fallen minds, in our broken world, even that can be messed up, right? For example, as an extreme example, if someone were to genuinely want to be tortured, this here does not mean that they should go and torture others. Right? If, the, if the want here is messed up, then sure, everything else here unravels, but still, that's a rare exception. Instead, generally, we all know that Jesus is right here. We innately have, as God's word says elsewhere, God's word written on our hearts. Right? You and I innately, in some degree, know what's good and right and how we'd want to be treated by others. Right, so that's the center of this verse here. And then on the one side of that, you get that word whatever from Jesus. 
And that's a word that shows how much this applies. It does apply to whatever. And then on the other side, we get that what you wish that others would do to you, you go do to them. And that now describes the actual content of the whatever, what we're supposed to do. And putting that all together, that really, right, is the golden rule. It's not do to others what they treat, how they treat you. It's not just avoiding what you wouldn't want others to do to you, although that's included. Instead, it really is whatever you want others to do to you, you go do that to them. And here's where we really start to see why this has become known as the golden rule. Because first, just quickly from a philosophical standpoint, I know you and I are all used to hearing this, but that really is so profound from Jesus and, and golden, which is why it's now become known as the golden rule. This idea of doing to others positively what you would want done to you is profound philosophically. But even more so, this is golden because now to really summarize all this for us, think about it. This is what Jesus is calling each one of us as his followers to. And if we as Christians, or even if we were here and you're, and you're not a Christian, but especially if we as Christians, if we had to choose one word to sum up what Jesus is teaching here, well, what would it be? Without a doubt, it would be the word love. Right? Love. How should we treat one another? What is the best genuine ethic? Love. Really loving others. And, and if you hear anything this morning, I want you to know that's really what the golden rule is here by Jesus. Because now, just to be clear on what we mentioned earlier in our first section, here now, if you're tracking, is really where we start to see why this here from Jesus is so different from mere fairness and why it's even so different from the silver rule of not doing what you wouldn't want done to others. Because consider this, doing to others what they do to you, mere fairness like that, doesn't take actual deep love. Right, sure, it, it's great and easy to be nice to those who are nice to you, but it isn't necessarily love. Nor is it true and deep love, or really, it doesn't necessarily take any love to just avoid hurting someone. And so love, we know, isn't all about mere fairness, nor is love definitely just about avoiding hurting someone. Rather, love, we all know, is a positive thing. And so is Jesus' golden rule. It's a positive thing. It's an active thing. And really the point is, that's what Jesus is calling us as his people to. Because sure, you might have some practical questions about this, like, but how can I do to everyone whatever I'd want done to me? Or there may be philosophical questions you might have, similar to what we already talked about, like, but what if they want something bad? And sure, some of those are good things to think about. And, and often in our ethical conversations, we love to debate kind of extreme things like that. But instead of fixating on all those questions, clearly, I think all of us right now, we hear Jesus' golden rule. And what do we right away know that our calling from Jesus is? Well, we know that he's calling us to be people of genuine, positive love here. Right? That's, that's the point. And how do you and I know what love actually is? Well, we know the living God and his love. We know and follow Jesus and his gospel love. But not only that, also Jesus is here saying that we know what we'd want from others. And so love is taking that knowledge and doing positively to others which you know you'd want them to do to you. 
Right? And yes, that, that takes thoughtfulness and intentionality and wisdom in how we each do this and apply this. But overall, most deeply, church, what it takes is genuinely loving that person just like you instinctively and deeply want to be loved. And so church, that's our second section, what the golden rule is. And quickly applying that to you and me now, before we move on to really the second half of this verse, I just do hope we all now leave here just thinking of that as our calling from our Savior and King to live out in our daily lives. Because the truth is, church, again, the truth is you and I think it's okay just to be fair to people. Or we so often think we're following Jesus as long as we're not hurting someone else. But Jesus is calling us to so much more. (laughs) Because like he himself showed us in his life, death, and resurrection, what is truly the best and most beautiful and golden way to live? Well, it's to positively go out and really love others. That's what our king did for us, not treating us as we treat him, nor just standing back and avoiding hurting us. Rather, he came positively, actively, thoughtfully, and loved us, and he still loves us. And so now for us, he calls us to go as his disciples and do the same. So that's our two, first two sections and questions, and really that's the golden rule itself. And yet you and I can't only think about that when talking about this because Jesus doesn't stop there. And in fact, his golden rule sentence doesn't even in there. Rather, in this same sentence, he gives this really important for or because clause, which is why now, again, in our third and final section, we're going to ask, okay, so, but why does Jesus teach that that's the golden rule? Or to say it another way, why should you and I even follow this golden rule? And for this, to begin again, let's just hear from Jesus. So we focused a lot on the first half, but now notice the second half. And so now look down at your Bibles. We're going to read all of verse 12. All of verse 12. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So Jesus says, do the golden rule, love like that, for because this is the law and the prophets. And that's a fascinating little because clause. And so what is Jesus saying? And how does it impact what the golden rule is and why we should follow it and how this applies to our daily lives? And well, to answer all of that, what we'll do now to understand what Jesus is saying here in the second half is first, we'll seek to understand that phrase, I think, in the more basic way, meaning we'll just more generally see what Jesus is saying here. But then second, after that, we're going to dive a little deeper into Jesus and what he's saying. Because, because while the bo- most basic meaning will give us the overall gist of what Jesus says here, even going deeper will really, in a way, bring all of this together, and I think it'll even bring the whole Bible together, and, and you'll see what I mean. But first, let's just start with the more basic understanding of what Jesus is saying. So again, Jesus says the golden rule because this is the law and the prophets. But what, So what does Jesus basically mean by that? Well, most simply... The answer is that concerning that phrase, the law and the prophets, that essentially was the way that the Jews back then talked about the whole Old Testament, right? The scriptures, the Bible. They used that phrase, the law and the prophets, to describe all of God's written word at the time. And why does that matter here? Well, because most basically then, the reason you can see that Jesus therefore gives this golden rule is because he's saying that this is what the whole Old Testament has always been about. 
Or even more basically, since the Old Testament was where they knew God spoke his word, where God spoke, Jesus therefore is really saying that the golden rule is what God has always said that he's wanted. And and really, that is the most basic reason for why we follow this golden rule. And that in itself makes sense as to why Jesus would include this law and prophets phrase here. Because on the one hand, as we've already talked about, we need to know that what Jesus is teaching here and stating the golden rule positively, it is really unique. But also, it's Jesus himself who wants us to know that this ethic, if you will, is not totally new though. Rather, this has always been what God in his word wanted his people to live like. He always wanted you and I to genuinely love others and do to them what we'd want them to do to us. God's goal was never for his people just to treat others fairly or just to avoid negatives, but he's always wanted us to be people who positively love. Right, and so that is the, the most basic thing that's going on here with this, for this is the law and prophets phrase. And quickly, as a unique takeaway, I think, on that, that actually does apply to all of us in our lives and especially in our culture, because think about it, that all means that Jesus here is therefore commanding us about what's good and about what love is, but also, just so you know, he's also doing that while grounding and encompassing what's good and loving as what's also in God's word. Do you see that? And that, and that really matters because say someday that even Christians were to think that it's more loving to do something to someone because that's what the person wants and because that's what they want. And so they do it and they think it's love and they think they're following the golden rule. And this has happened a lot and could happen, say, for example, with questions of sexual ethics, like unmarried sexual relationships or having intimate relationships with multiple people or something like that. With those types of topics, if you think about it, people often, and even professing Christians, think that as long as they're doing to others what they'd want done to them, and it's what the other person wants, and they define that whole interchange as love, then they think it is love and they think they're following Jesus' golden rule. But see for yourself, even here in verse 12, the reason Jesus would actually totally disagree with that and why that doesn't fit with Jesus' golden rule is because it's Jesus in this same sentence who grounds and encompasses his golden rule, his definition of love in God's revealed word. You see that? And really doing that is so brilliant by him because the golden rule is about doing to others what you want them to do to you, but also the golden rule is the law and the prophets. You see that? Let me just say, it's stuff like that that makes Jesus the best teacher who's ever lived. (laughs) But anyway, so that's the most basic reason for this, for this is the law and the prophets, but we can go even deeper. We can go even deeper. And, And why? Because simply said, in two other places by Jesus, just in this book of Matthew, Jesus says the same phrase, the law and the prophets, and he does so in some really important passages. And I think when we look at all of these and even combine them in a way, they give us a bigger view of what's really going on in this golden rule. And this is, this is really fascinating. I love this. So just stick with me on this to see this. And now just start to think, okay, so if this golden rule of love is the law and the prophets, is what Jesus says, doing to others what you want them to do to you. If that's what God has always wanted, then is that all that Christianity is? And if so, then, then what about God himself? What about Jesus and what he did in his gospel and all of that? 
And if you're thinking anything like that, I think that's actually a really good question because it's Jesus who says here, this is the law and the prophets. And so, man, what does he mean? And this is where seeing the two other places in Matthew where Jesus uses the law and the prophets phrase is so helpful and fascinating. And so first, just now quickly turn your Bibles, if you can, with me to Matthew 5, 17 and 18. Matthew 5. This should be literally just a few pages to the left in your Bibles. Matthew 5, 17 and 18. And we mentioned this verse briefly earlier. But now, as a reminder, toward the beginning of the whole Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 17 and 18. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not a iota, not a dot, will pass away from the law until all is accomplished. And so you can go ahead and and listen to that message from a couple, couple months ago on this paragraph for more detail if you're interested. But in summary, you can see that there Jesus uses that law and prophets idea again, talking about the whole Old Testament and all of God's word at the time. And yet here, what's Jesus' point about it all? Well, it's that he's come to fulfill the law and the prophets and to even accomplish them. And what that means isn't just that Jesus' teachings fulfill the Old Testament and what he taught, but it's actually even more that Jesus himself fulfills the Old Testament. Meaning, now for you and I, we see that the Old Testament apparently wasn't just about how God wanted us to do good and love others, but also, since you and I are sinners and we don't do that, The Old Testament was always hinting at this idea that this Messiah, the Son of God, would come to live the perfect life that we can't, to rescue us and to die for our forgiveness of sins and then to victoriously reign. That's apparently the Old Testament as well. And so the Old Testament, the law and the prophets, is the golden rule of love, as we see in verse 12 this morning. And it is ultimately about Jesus and his salvation and his reign. But then that now leads us to the one other time where Jesus uses this phrase law and prophets in his teaching in Matthew. And for this, now quickly turn your Bibles to much later in Matthew, to Matthew 22, if you can. Matthew 22. In my Bible, it's about 20 pages or so to the right. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And many of you will know this passage. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And so this is also a famous passage by Jesus. But notice now what he says here. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40. And he said to them, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And so now here in this famous passage, Jesus uses that the law and the prophets phrase again. But here he talks about how the the law and the prophets, they depend on something. Meaning apparently all that's in the Old Testament hangs on two big things that we are to do. And what are they? Well, first and primarily, we are to love the Lord our God genuinely, pervasively, with all of our hearts. And then second, from that, like that, we are to really love people. And again, Jesus says here that that's the law and the prophets. If you're tracking, everything depends on those two things now. Loving God and loving people. 
Which finally, with all that scene, now brings us back to Matthew 7, to our passage this morning. Matthew 7, 12. If you want to turn back there, but you might know the verse by this point. Matthew 7, 12. And so now with all that said, think about this with me. So if the golden rule, this is the golden rule, is to do unto others what you want them to do to you. Right? The golden rule is love. And we do that because that is the law and the prophets. Because that's what God has always wanted from us. But again, does that mean that the Old Testament and Christianity is only or mainly just about being people who ethically love others? Well, now we know that Jesus himself would actually clearly answer that question, no. Because yes, Christianity is absolutely so much about loving others, of course. But it is also much more than that. And this is now where everything comes together. Because now, with all that you and I have seen on this law and prophets phrase, just from Jesus, connecting the golden rule here in verse 12, to Matthew 5, 17, about Jesus coming to fulfill and accomplish the Old Testament, to then Matthew 22, about loving God and loving others, well, what do we see? Well, really, what we see is the message of the gospel and of the whole Bible in a way. And really, what is the most important thing in reality? And what is it? Well, church, it's that you and I, made in the loving God's image, we were truly created to have a loving relationship with God and then from that to love others. And really, being people of love is what God has always wanted for us. But as we know, we, we all fail. Right? We're, we're sin and selfish all the time. And so also in history from Genesis 3 and throughout the whole Old Testament onward, God has also promised that he'd do something about the mess that we're in. He, he, he's promised that the whole Old Testament was about the law and the prophets. wasn't just about how, we'd, how we're supposed to be people of love, but it's also about how we aren't people of love. <laughs> like Israel. And so God responds to that by promising that he'd do something. And then in Jesus, he did do something. Right? He came. And as we know, it's Jesus himself who fulfills the law and the prophets in his teaching, in his coming. But then what also does he do? What is the ultimate filling up of everything that was happening in the Old Testament? Well, then Jesus goes as the sacrificial lamb and dies for us. And then he rises to new life as our savior and king. And then us, his people, we come to him by faith alone. We take what he did. We make it ours by trusting in him alone. And that's the gospel. But then finally, because of all of that, what happens? Well, church, it's not just that because of all that, we can be people who claim we're saved. Amen. That is absolutely true and, and biblical. But I want you to know, biblical Christianity is more than just being saved. Instead, what is it? What's the goal of all this, of what Jesus did? Well, from one degree to the next, it is that our God is making us people who once again, like we were always meant to be, he's making us people who more and more love him, who love God, and then from that secure love to God and from God, we also become people who also, as we were always meant to be, who love others. That's God's plan for the universe, for you and for me. And that's why this golden rule is the law and the prophets. God's plan has always been for his creatures to gladly love him and love others. But we don't. 
But that's why the Old Testament promised salvation. That's why God came in salvation in the New Testament in Jesus. And now for you and me, saved and secure in Jesus, we are now called to be who we were always created to be. And that is people of genuine, Bible-centered, Jesus-like love. Loving God first, and then, out of that love, doing to others what we'd want them to do to us. And so that's our passage, and really, that's, that's our one verse this morning, church. That's the golden rule, and truly, following Jesus more and more by God's grace not only would change how we act towards others, but living like that, I hope you now see, is really what God's plan has always been about. Loving us, saving us, and making us people of love. Which finally for this morning, as we now comes to a close, leads us to finish by just fittingly or closing a passage like this by emphasizing how we much, must each now go and make sure we do this, right? We've got to do this because that's what Jesus wants from us. Not just, people, not just be people who hear this, but to actually go and live like this. And to bring that home to us, here's just a very simple but I think direct and helpful quote that might stir us on to further actually do this. And this is from one of those commentators I've now mentioned a few times in this series as I read him weekly on Matthew. He, he preached in the 1800s and his name is J.C. Ryle and he said this on the Golden Rule. It's simple but helpful. Quote, Is there something we would not like our neighbor to do to us? Then let us always remember that this is the very thing we ought not to do to him. Is there a thing we would like him to do to us? Then this is the very thing we ought to do to him. How many intricate questions would be decided at once if this rule were honestly used? End quote. I mean, that, that's so true. Is there something we don't want others to do to us? Think about it, then don't go do that to them. <laughs> that's the silver rule. But even more so, consider, is there something in your heart right now you wish that somebody would do to you Then maybe by the Spirit's enablement in love Go and do that to them. And so church, let's just be more like that. Let's just be golden rule people for Jesus' sake. Because remember, one last time, this Jesus here we heard from this morning is not only the one teaching us to do this, but he's the one who from here on out in Matthew continued to live the perfect golden rule life that we can't live. And then he went and died on the cross to forgive us. And then he rose and he still lives as, his, as our king. And why? Well, as we've been saying, yes, so that we can be forgiven and know him. And yes, so that we can love our God, but also so that we can be people who go and love others. Love others like this, like Jesus, with the golden rule. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.